I held my mother's hand as I walked down the street. I looked up at her face, and she looked down and smiled back at me. I wonder why we can't go into the restaurants marked white, Mom, I said, not knowing the racist history behind these signs. Something you don't need to know, Jordan, she told me. As we walked further down the street, we saw a police blockade at the end. My mom started to walk away when a police officer came and knocked her to the ground, and then he started beating her. I cried out, stop, stop, to the evil policeman that was hurting my mother, but he kept on doing it. When he finally stopped, she lied there, motionless and bleeding. She managed to survive after that, but she was never the same again. That was why I joined the civil rights movement. I didn't want something to happen like that ever again. I went to school today, and I saw my friends. Demarcus waved at me, and I came up to him, where he said, You ready for the big day? I nodded with agreement. We want better schools, but all the white children get the equipment. That's why we need to desegregate schools, Obama said firmly. Later that day, I was standing with a sign with a group of protesters outside of our legislative building in downtown St. Louis, the town I lived in all of my life. I saw some of my friends from the only black school. They were fighting for schools to be desegregated, and I was fighting for my mother. We started chanting, down with segregation, as we walked around with our signs. A group of police officers made a line across the building, with handcuffs out and guns ready. That's when they started making the arrests. The protesters scattered when the policemen started running towards them with open handcuffs. There was a policeman hot on my trail, and it wasn't long before he snuck up to me and placed handcuffs on my hands. He stuffed me into the back of a cop car and arrived at the St. Louis City Jail. He shouted at me, you shouldn't have been at that protest, with a hint of a smile in his eyes. I got stuffed into a cell and looked around me. Almost all the faces I saw were black. I was so sick of this racism. The white men can do so many crimes that black people get beaten for. I was so angry, I started to get sleepy, and then I closed my eyes, where I had the weirdest dream. I woke up in the middle of town, where I was with my mother walking down the street. I looked where the white cafes were. But I saw people of color eating inside with no sign that said white only. As I walked further down the street, I saw that the cops weren't stalking us like they usually do. I asked my mother, why are the white and black people together? She looked at me with a surprised face and said, it's always been that way, honey. I don't know why you wouldn't want it to be. This was the weirdest thing for me. A perfect world where everyone was the other sounded too good to be true. As I walked further down the street, I saw white and black people holding hands, and neighborhoods with more than one race. I wish that real life could be like this. I wanted to be in this world longer, but then I woke up to the sound of someone banging on the bars in my cell. As I opened my eyes, I was back in the dingy jail cell, where the cop was banging on the bars of the cell. Why can't this dream of mine be real life? I wish that people today wouldn't see a difference in skin color, and don't just think that white people are better than black people. As I snapped back to reality, the cop said, If you don't come here, I'm going to get you myself. I quickly sat up and went up to the door. He let me out, for some reason, and I ran all the way home, frightened. I got home to where my friends were standing outside. Their faces lit up, and they all came to embrace me in a hug. We were so worried, Demarcus exclaimed. Yeah, we thought you were going to the big house, Velma added. I'm okay, and that's all that matters, I stated. This wasn't exactly true. I still wanted to do something about that weird dream that I had. I resolved to get some relaxation time and then try to figure out something tomorrow. As the new day rolled around, I got up with some hesitation. I turned on my radio, where I heard about a protest where people were making speeches about the violence they had experienced. That was it!
I would make a speech about the violence I had experienced, and then what I had seen in that dream. I started right away, grabbing a pencil and paper from the cupboard. I jotted down what I saw in my dream, and then I remembered what had happened to my mother because of that policeman, and then I jotted that down too. The more I thought about that dream, the more I was motivated to write the speech. The buildup of anger about my mother was killing me, but as much as I was mad, I knew that I could not choose violence, so I made myself a note to not choose violence. I made many notes to keep myself from learning to anger and violence, and to only say what I and every African American in this country wanted, to be treated as an equal. I put down my pencil and read the speech I had written. It made me tear at the eyes, and I couldn't wait to show it to my friends at school tomorrow. I arrived at school the next morning, and I saw Demarcus and Alma at their lockers. I went over to show them the paper I wrote. I thought that you could read it, I remarked shyly. I handed over the paper to them as they read it carefully. Their emotions changed throughout. Sorrow, grief, hopefulness, and determination flashed through their faces as they read the poem. At the end, Demarcus looked up at me and said, How did you write this? Velma chimed in and said, This truly inspires me. I knew this speech was good, so at the next protest, I was going to recite it. I got up at the podium in front of the police station with a line of cops surrounding the building. I took a deep breath and I recited my speech. I saw the same emotions that Demarcus and Velma felt on their faces as well. At the end of the speech, even the policemen surrounding the building started clapping and cheering and my face lit up. It wasn't long before the speech spread around the city, then the state. I was invited to recite my speech at the Capitol building of Missouri. I was so excited, and my friends were too. On the drive there, we could barely contain our excitement because we knew what week would bring would be a huge change. We're really going to make a change in the world, DeMarcus stated happily. I just wish that we wouldn't have to go through this in the first place, Velma said quietly, and we all lowered our heads. We arrived, and then I recited my speech at the Capitol building of Missouri. At the end of the speech, everyone stood and started clapping profusely. I smiled and then looked over at my friend sitting beside me. Then, I was invited to the White House to speak. My friends and I started jumping up and down like maniacs when we got the invitation. After we calmed down, we started crying. We're finally going to make a difference in everyone in America's lives, Velma stated through tears. DeMarcus nodded and said, We can finally avenge all of the African Americans who have been wronged by segregation. A few days later, we arrived at the White House. And then I saw all the sea of faces, including the president himself. I remembered who I wrote this speech for. And then I took a deep breath and recited it. At the end, everyone was clapping and even crying. Then the president came up to me. He congratulated me. He said, that was an impressive performance out there. I nodded gladly and knew that this would be a step forward into giving equal rights.